Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to Help for HD Lives, the first podcast created for families living with Huntington's and juvenile Huntington's disease. Don't forget to find us on iTunes, Blog Talk, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. You can also search over 500 archived episodes and other projects at helpforhd.org. To watch us in person, find Help for HD TV on YouTube and subscribe and ring the bell for notifications on new content. Help for HD Live is going on air in 5, 4, 3, 2, Hello, everyone, and thanks so much for tuning in to Help for HD Live. This show is made possible because of a grant from Teva Pharmaceuticals, Neurocrine Biosciences, and the Griffin Foundation. I'm your host, Lauren Holder. Today, I have Lauren Byrne and Rebecca Mason on with me to talk about Join HD. Um, if you do not know them or you have not met them, they are truly amazing, funny, funny women who are researchers and um, just helping in, us in the cause of um, finding a cure for HD and JHD. Thank you, ladies, for joining me today. Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you. So, Lauren, can you share a little bit about yourself and how you got involved in this? Sure. Um, so, I wear kind of two or a few hats in the HD community. So, I'm actually from a Huntington's disease family back who are based in uh, Northern Ireland. My dad has HD, as do several of my family members, and have many that are still at risk. Um, but I started um, researching HD back in 2015 and um, have been working at University College London, um, previously under Ed Wild, but just about, just started my own group. Um, and I started to volunteer with the Huntington's Disease Youth Organization back in, I think, 2018 or 2019. Um, and I, um, I was particularly involved in setting up our research committee and got involved in setting up the Join HD Registry, which is our juvenile onset initiative for Huntington's disease. Um, and that was kind of a combined effort, which we can kind of talk a bit about in a bit. Well, I know we're so lucky to have you. It's always great to me to have somebody who's directly affected by HD in something like this, um, just because I feel like it really shows collaboration and, and the melding of the two. So, so awesome. Um, Rebecca, could you just share a little bit about yourself? Yeah, of course. Um, so I'm Rebecca. I'm based in Sheffield in the UK. Um, I've been working in Huntington's disease research since 2017 um, when I worked at my local hospital running um, some HD trials. So I've worked on Enroll HD and then I also ran the Generation HD1 Roche drug trial um, locally to where I lived as well. Um, and as well as working on those adult HD studies, I also ran a portfolio of rare disease studies for um, for children. So when I saw um, a job come up at HDO to, to run the, the Join HD registry for children who were impacted by HD, um, I thought it seemed like a perfect fit. Um, so I started working with HDO. It was kind of the beginning of last year. Um, and yeah, I've been working with them since. So my main responsibility is running Join HD, um, and then I also help with any other research um, activities of um, the organization. Awesome. 
Well, we are certainly glad to have you as well as you are a veteran to this um, and in helping the HD community. Um, so let's talk about Join HD. What is Join HD? In simple terms, it's what we call a registry. Um, it, a registry is basically a list of people and it's very useful um, in rare diseases and has been used in the rare disease field for many years um, to build the knowledge base that we need for these diseases to run clinical trials and find these patients and be able to get treatments for them. Um, so on the most basic level, it's a it's a place for people impacted by juvenile HD to sign up and be found and um, hopefully in a, in initiate future research for this, um, I would say, kind of underserved population in the HD community. Yeah, and let's talk about that underserved population. So obviously most of us know about adult onset and what that involves. Um, but that juvenile onset is even rarer and um, is its own little beast. Can you go into that a little bit and how it's different from adult onset and similar, um, but really it's its own, just its own beast. So mm -hmm. I'd love for you to explain it. So Huntington's itself is classed as a, a rare disease, as you said, but we, I think the most recent estimate from studies says that there's about 5% of HD cases are juvenile HD, which just means it the onset of, on, onset of symptoms occur before the age of 21. Um, so this is a very small number. Um, and there's a huge reason why um, we don't know a lot about these people, not just because of how rare it is. So one thing is that our specialist HD researchers normally are adult neurologists or adult um, geneticists. And our specialist clinics are usually run by these people. Um, and some of them have, might never ever come across a juvenile HD case their entire career. So even the people that we know in HD feel very well that know so much about Huntington's disease as what we believe to be adult Huntington's disease, they might know relatively a lot less about juvenile HD. Um, and for this reason, it's very hard to recruit for studies and to do the kind of research that we've done that has been so successful in adult Huntington's disease, like what we call observational research or natural history, where you can um, observe lots of people that carry the gene and don't carry the gene and see what's different about them. This is really hard to do when you can't find the patients and you can't actually measure them. Um, and then there's the, the issues of them not getting into these services because there's such a um, gap between pediatric services and adult services. There's also a huge issue with diagnosis. So it's quite difficult to diagnose a, a young child that may be displaying signs and symptoms of hun juvenile Huntington's disease. So the earlier signs of juvenile HD could be um, potentially other conditions that might be developmental, could be behavioral. Um, so doctors like to be really sure before they want they do a genetic test. So it can often mean years of waiting to get a diagnosis and wait until they have really physical signs, which is quite later on probably in their their disease. Um, 
so that's a, a big limitation as well. Um, we're hoping to kind of make that process easier in the future, the more we know about these diseases. And Huntington's, as you know, you know, Lauren, and I know, you know, anyone affected from families is isolating as it is, but these families, um, even within their own network of Huntington's disease are isolated because there's so little understanding of the symptoms and how people, um, how it manifests, because it can look very different from adult onset. Um, the symptoms, often the movements are different. So you have um, the classic movements in Huntington's disease, the adult onset is this thing called chorea, which comes from the Greek word to dance. So it's more jerky, um, involuntary movements, um, shakes and fidgeting. Um, whereas in when it manifests earlier, like in children or in teenagers, it can often be more slowness of movement, stiffness, um, sometimes tremors, sometimes seizures, um, things that are a bit look a bit more like Parkinson's, um, and um, yeah, they often get misdiagnosed for this reason, or even family members not thinking they have the disease, or yeah, it's uh, really tough for these families who may also be caring for a parent, one parent that already has it, and the child at the same time. Um, yeah, um, and I gotta say. You know, the the kids that have this are just truly amazing um, to be their age and having to deal with this disease. And um, they're so resilient and um, I just such warriors. So mm -hmm. um, I'm glad that we are doing a show focusing on that. Um, so how would a family that has juvenile onset in in their family get involved in join HD. Do you want to talk about this, Rebecca? Yeah, sure. Um, so families can um, get involved. So the easiest thing to do would just be to Google join HD. So we, it's got its own website now, which is joinhd.org, or you can access it through the HDO website. Um, so on there, there's um, a link to register your interest. So the first step for people who might want to take part is to give us, let us know who they are. So they fill out a little form with their name, address, email address, things like that. Um, and then I get back in touch with more information. So I'll send over an information sheet, which gives more details about the project. Um, and we'll just chat by email to, to see if um, they would like to take part um, and if they do the next step is um, for me to have a video call with these families where we get to know each other a little bit um, and if they do decide to take part in join hd i set um set them up an account on the registry website um, and then from there it's it's kind of a very low impact study so from that point on we won't need to be in touch any further it's all done online so they can go on to the registry website um, and there will be questionnaires um, for them to to fill out in their own time um, and then it just goes on from there so it's it's kind of it it's not like a one and done thing so the idea is that we we get people on board and then they're part of the join hd community and um, so we'll get back in touch with things like newsletters um, and we have a facebook group for our participants an optional facebook group so that they can get to know each other if they want to um but yeah in terms of what they actually do there's 
some initial questionnaires that are on there at the moment and the idea is that over time these people will stay as part of the registry and we can get more research on there, more questionnaires for them to fill out and that it will be an ongoing thing for them. That's awesome. So what ages are you are you looking for? Because Lauren, you mentioned um, you know, diagnosis before the age of 21. So if somebody is 21 and they have a diagnosis, like they just get a diagnosis, are you guys still counting that because of possibly being juvenile onset? Like, how are you guys doing that part? Yeah, so we've intentionally left it really open. So we wanted to include as many people as we can. Um, and we know with the complexities of getting um, getting that diagnosis for JHD, we didn't want to rule out people if there was belief in the family that they, they may have JHD. Um, so it's open to any age. Um, obviously, where it's younger children who, um, who are affected, it will be their a parent or caregiver that's completing the questionnaires on their behalf um, but then we, on the other end of the scale we also have adults with um, JOHD who are taking part as well so yeah there's no age cut off anyone of any age who's impacted or think they might be impacted is welcome to join that's great that's awesome yeah and even if they're over 21 but they think they had symptoms before that ah, they would qualify nice so. Okay, that's great. Um, so basically going to joinhd.org is the way to do it, the fastest way to get there to find out information. Um, do you have any other information or thoughts that you'd like to share with the community while I've got you on? For sure. I think I want to kind of really get across this idea of giving the JHD community a voice. Um, this is really, you know, we talk about stand up trials and stand up registries for the patient community to really kind of show that they're there because we we deal with a lot of professionals that don't think there's as many as we know there is from being a patient organized uh, the patient advocacy organization we know there's families that don't make it to clinic that don't have access to the special services that we know of um, and they can be very sparse and few between, but this is an opportunity to bring people together and give them a global community, which is desperately needed with the isolation that, at least from all the families we've been talking to, are feeling. Um, we have a family advisory group who we kind of run everything past as we do each each bit, and that was a big thing that came out from from them. Is this this feel? that the real pull for them is having a global community um, and we want to really foster that and, and grow that. And we want to learn from these families because they're the experts. They are the only ones who really know what JHD, juvenile HD is. And I think we need to listen to them and hear from them so we can then put that back into the research and come up with the tools that are more relevant to this disease. 100% agree with that. Um, yeah, I think you're right. It is uh, it is definitely a community that has not had a voice, um, you know, even like we have with the adult onset. Um, so I love that this is now there to give them a voice and to really help them be part of, of creating that research, right? Mm -hmm. like it, it is truly a collaboration. And I've noticed something in the last year, a shift of people thinking about juvenile HD in the field already. And that's amazing if we are even just a fraction of part of, of driving that. Um, 
So, you know, trial companies are starting to think a bit more about juvenile HD and realize, oh, there's no, they, they have no information and they need to back us. And, and hopefully this will just be a snowball into something a lot bigger. Um, but we are very kind of cognizant of the burden already on these families and we don't want to overburden them as well. So we're thinking a lot about that. That's why the registry is designed to be in your own home as minimal effort as possible. Um, so they can take part without it being just an extra thing that they have to, to worry about. Yeah, and so I wanna go back to that for a second because um, as all HD caregivers know, it's hard being a caregiver. It's hard to balance everything um, as a caregiver for somebody with adult onset. But when you have juvenile onset, you've got a child with it. Not only are you dealing with HD, but you're dealing with it in a child who can't comprehend necessarily what's going on to the point that we do. Um, and they haven't developed a way to cope. You know, mm -hmm. we, as we get older and we become adults, we have this way of, of learning to cope with things, but kids, it's hard. It's hard to, to cope. I mean, it's hard, it's hard being a teenager and developing, um, at all you know yes. and imagine throwing Huntington disease in the mix so some of those things that change over those periods of time it, it some of them might just be being a teenager <laughs> and the uh, parents are going to think they're you know it's the juvenile HD but it could be they're just hormonal right exactly. um but it's yeah and we want to get all that information and understand that but we need numbers to do that we need and well and, and also looking at the fact that if you're taking care of a child um, with JHD, um, you're probably like in your working years too, and you're having to, your job is affected everything because you're taking care of a child. Um, yeah. and, and they've probably already took care of their partner. Exactly. Who, so, yeah. I mean, it's a huge burden, not only on the family, but it's a burden on, um, every aspect of that caregiver's life and that family's life, mm -hmm. um, work-wise, money-wise. So yeah, I'm super excited that you guys have made it so easy for them to connect. I think that it's so important to have mm -hmm. that global community too, because um, I think it's very easy for us to kind of be in our bubbles, right? Like we stay mm -hmm. in the bubble. Um, but when you open up to a global community, you realize there are different cultures that deal with things very differently. Um, you realize that we may be at a certain point in research here in the U.S., but it's very different in a different country. And then I, for me, my heart went out when I found out, like, there are certain countries that don't have Enroll HD available. I mean, I'm from Ireland, and in Northern Ireland doesn't have Enroll HD. Um, the <laughs> Republic do, but, you know, like, yeah. Ireland's supposed to be in the NHS and everything else. Right. So there's huge so, health inequalities worldwide. Yeah. Um, a big thing for me, I'm really excited about being able to help the communities or at least reach out to communities in, in South America, which we are so okay. indebted to um, in Venezuela and, and things like that, whereas a registry like this is accessible to something like them. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's awesome. Um, another thing is that we're, we're, we work very well with all our other specialists in the field that are doing really great research in juvenile HD, like Pegnopolis. Um, Fernando Squizzieri in Italy, um, and I've started my own research at UCL that's related to juvenile HD and blood biomarkers, which I hope to connect to joint HD. So it's always, 
you know, a collaborative effort and they are part of our scientific oversight committee. Um, and all of this, we hope to be really complimentary. So anybody that's taken part in theirs can also add on to this and, and let us know that they've been part of that. So we have all this kind of captured information of individuals that take part. I am really excited to find out about your research. We'll have to bring you back on for that because I want to hear about your research as you go through that and start discovering things. Um, Rebecca, do you want to share any thoughts before we end today? Um, I think the only thing I'd like to add with you talking a little bit earlier about um, trying to build that community and that um, the JHD community hasn't really had a voice. I think from from getting involved and chatting with these families a lot, that they are so good at helping each other. I think that community um, does exist, and we, if we want to make um, improvements to to research we just need to translate it into something organized something like this i've really been amazed at how the families support each other and there's so much advice and um yeah just support there but if we can get a similar community going in a research context i think we'll be able to really push forward changes for jhd and that will be amazing to see um i am really excited about seeing it so for those of you who um, have juvenile onset or think you have juvenile onset in your family um, please go to joinhd.org um, i'll make sure to post the link mm -hmm. on the show page as well and um, on facebook and twitter and all of that for you guys um, but yeah go ahead and do it see if you can hop on there and help and get your community together and provide more of a voice and help with research. You know, this is a great opportunity. Every every part of, of research begins with observation. And you can't get to a clinical trial without going through the observational point of it. And here we go, J uh, JHD, this is for you. So um, make sure to, um, you know, to sign up on there. You guys keep listening to the show. We've got really great things coming up. We've got our HD buzz. Um, monthly roundtable coming up with Jeff Carroll and Sarah Hernandez. Um, I'm really excited about that. It's the first time I'm having Jeff on. So um, we'll have um, an update on the Help for HD Symposium and just some other really great things coming up. So make sure to tune in on Thursdays at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And until next time, guys, take care. Thanks so much for having us. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to visit www.help4hd.org and sign up for our email newsletter to stay up to date on all that is going on at Help for HD. Get social with us and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and subscribe to Help for HD TV on YouTube and ring the bell for notifications. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.